Blog Talk Radio. This is all about wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Share your question or comments using the live chat feature on our website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Again, that's www.allaboutwinebtr.com. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Nice and warm here in Florida, and no snow and no storms, and yeah. For now, no. For now, no. no. <laughs> right. They'd have a hurricane out in out in the ocean, but she decided to turn north. Andrea lasted one day, and then it became a, a tropical system and moved away. So we have our first hurricane of the season out of the way now. But and it's not even hurricane season yet for another uh, week or so. So that's right. Yeah. It's not official yet. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, welcome to the show. We got a nice show tonight. We got something special uh, tonight. We have a John Moiner, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, he's head winemaker with Purple Hearts Wine. He's also very, very involved with the Purple Heart Organization, Purple Heart Foundation, actually is what it is, and. Uh, Wines being made for he makes wines for the Purple Heart Foundation to try to raise funds and all that. And it's uh, we we were contacted. Uh, we always tell you if you know anyone who wants to be on the show or if you have anyone that'd be interested or if you're interested in something, get in touch with us. And someone did. Yay! So uh, we actually got someone that uh, called us and or emailed us and said. This uh, individual is great. He would be a good addition to your show. He would be fantastic for you to talk to. And we agreed, and we made arrangements, and he's with us tonight. He is uh, uh, ex-Air Force, I believe. Uh, he was in quite a few years ago. But I'll let you tell. I'll let him tell your story uh, when he gets on here instead of me saying everything for you. Uh, I'll let him tell your okay. story. You know. Let me go get him, and uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> so okay, go very good. You want that, I'll be right back. That sounds, that sounds even better. Uh, we've got uh, Memorial Day coming up Monday, so everybody be safe out there while you're out on Memorial Day and celebrating the official start of summer, which no Memorial Day seems to be. If you're going to barbecue, then uh, be safe with your barbecues and all that stuff. Uh, good time to have some wine during your uh, well you got a hold of him looks like pretty quick here uh, good time to have some wine with your barbecue and all that so and uh, remember the day celebrate uh, veterans and everything hug a veteran force this uh, weekend they uh, a lot of them 
are not getting the recognition they deserve, I think. You know, being a veteran myself, sometimes it's nice to hear a thank you. I saw something the other day, too, that of all the people in the United States, less than 5% actually has served in the military. And that, wow, that struck me. Uh, less than 5% have actually served in military of all the people in the United States. So whenever you start looking at 100 people, only five of those people have military experience. And of those, less than 10% have actually been in any combat situations, be it World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, or uh, Middle East. So, again, hug your bet, thank them, and uh, thank them for uh, our freedoms and everything they've done for us because it's uh uh oh it looks like we got John sitting in the background here ready for us, do we? Yeah, we're all set to go. You can that sounds bring him good. on whenever you're whenever you're well, we'll bring him on right now. Hello John, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, good, good. I uh I started to say some stuff about you, and I figured, well, I'll just let him tell about himself instead of <laughs> me trying to <laughs> trying to tell about you. Uh, you are uh, ex Air Force. Yes, I was in the in the Air Force. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to remember. I thought I saw that on your uh, on your bio up there that it was the Air Force, and you were in the Air Force in '69 to '70. Or 68 to 72, 68 was it? to 72. I was in the Army from 69 to 73, so that's why I remembered your date so easily. Ah. Uh, I was just about the same time there. So, so uh, well, one of the things that we brought you on, not only because you're a veteran and uh, you're a winemaker, but also you're very big on the Purple Heart Foundation. That's and correct. So before we start talking about the winery and what you're doing at the winery and what you make and all that other good stuff, I'm going to go into this Purple Heart Foundation. I just mentioned something to the listeners while Mike was out getting you, which I just saw the other day and I thought was fascinating, is that there's only in the United States only about 5% of the people, of all the millions of people we have, only 5% actually serve in the service. And mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was an amazing statistic. And of those, uh, just a very small percentage of those actually was in a combat: World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Middle East. I mean, it's a very small, small right. percentage. And I, I never realized that. So, uh, the Purple Heart is combat wounded. For those of you out there who don't know what a Purple Heart is, you receive a Purple Heart for combat wounds, uh, be it, uh, you know, you shoot off your finger or you die, I suppose. You can get a Purple Heart for that. Yes. But, uh, but uh, Purple Heart Foundation, tell us about it. Instead of me yeah, well, the Purple Heart Foundation yeah. is, you know, basically, it, it, you know, its purpose is to, you know, try, you know, is to help veterans, not just the wounded veterans, but all veterans. They, oh, very good. Yeah, they do a lot of a lot of features. One of the things, that are the, at least one of the biggest things I think they do, is they have you know 
counselors that you know you could you could contact as a veteran and they could help you ascertain if there's any government benefits that you know that are eligible for and you know knowing how the government red tape is can actually help you get through that to uh you know actually uh, you know to obtain those benefits uh, one of the I was talking to one of the directors a couple you know it's probably almost been 2 years ago now and he told me that over the you know to date as a van they had, had uh, acquired or enabled veterans to access over 250 million dollars worth of benefits wow yeah and wow. they do other things of course they um they uh fund uh, research in things like post traumatic stress you know brain injury uh veteran uh, suicides uh they also have a um you know, a uh, advocacy arm. You know that you know deals in uh, uh, government uh, legislation that affects veterans. So they're they're pretty broad spread as to how they try to you know help veterans out. If you all want to check it out too, it's purpleheartfoundation.org. I'll just throw that out there. But on the site here, it says that you were founded in 1957. I never realized yeah. this organization was that old. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, it, actually, until I got involved with the Purple Heart uh, lines, therefore, and then with the foundation, I didn't realize, you know, how, what, what, what kind of an organization they really were, you know. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just want to say I've seen the Purple Heart. I, I get VA care. I, we have a clinic, you know, about five miles from where I live, and that's where I get most of my VA care. And there is a Purple Heart Foundation branch there that I've seen, and I've never mm-hmm. paid much attention to it simply because I don't have a Purple Heart. You know, I right. respect greatly those who do, and I thought that that's all it was for is for those with a Purple Heart. I didn't no, realize it was so far-reaching. No, no, it's, you know, they, they really, they try to help all veterans, not just wounded yeah, that's it's a, it's a great organization, and, and it's something I was mentioning too while he was bringing on. The veterans, you know, need a lot of this stuff. They people thank them, and then usually it ends there. Uh, thank you for your service, and then it's out of the mind, you know. And, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff these veterans need. I mean, there's a lot of effort. I, there's a organizations that pick up clothing and household goods for veterans to help them and all that, and. That, you know, all those little things make a big difference because even though it's only like 5% of the population, it's a disproportionate amount of suicides and homeless and all that compared to other groups of people. So it's, uh, and with Memorial Day coming up, it's a good time to start thinking about this stuff. So Purple Heart Foundation, uh, y'all can donate to this too. You go yes. again, go, go to the site and go ahead, I'll let you tell about donations and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. If you go to their uh, website, there's a you know one of their you know click down menus that would allow you to do direct donations to the foundation. Great. Yeah, here it is, and it's got any amounts or frequencies, or you can put it in in honor of someone that you know that was in the service and all that. So, uh, a great organization, a great group, and and uh, thank you, John, for. Mm-hmm. For being part of that and helping the veterans, being a veteran myself, I always love to see that stuff happen. So, Purple Heart Wine is what you said got you started with it. Uh, yes. Let's 
let's talk wine. Let's talk uh, the winery and, and all that stuff. Uh, you are located in California, St. Mm-hmm. Helena? Okay. St. Helena. Uh, Helena. I always yeah. do that. I, I've had, even when I lived out there, I always said, and people corrected me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's when those little glitches in my brain you can't say right. <laughs> uh, so tell us about Purple Heart Winery. How did it start? When did it start? When did you join? All that good stuff. Okay. Uh, well, the Purple Heart Wines is part of the Peterman, uh, Peter Mondavian family uh, of wines. Uh, I've been I've been with uh, the company, you know, since uh, 1985. You know, oh. as a winemaker. And back in about uh, see, 2015 or 14, probably really, um, we as or the family, uh, you know, has always one. They've always been arrested in uh, veterans' causes. They've did other things in the past, but because uh, Peter Mandavi Sr. was a World War II vet, so mm-hmm. they've always done things, you know, to you know, then that they could do. To help you know veteran causes, whereas but it's never it's been basically just money. Uh, so this uh, we had the idea that we sh- you know had to have wine that would feature you know you know veterans if you will you know, and we contacted the Purple Heart Foundation to see if they would be interested in a collaboration on on you know for a wine, and oh. so you know. They agreed to it because we obviously want you know because you know just having a label that says support veterans you know we want something better than that so we wanted to be able to use the Purple Heart medal or the image of the medal on our label and of course we they had to you know approve that they had to give permission for us to actually use that on our label. And, and if I may interject too, Mondavi's got a good name. It's been around for a long, long time. So that, right. you know, that, I'm, I'm yes, sure that. Yes, Mondavi family too. has been involved in wine, actually, you know, prior to prohibition. You know, if you want. Yeah, it's 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 an old family, old wine family. Yeah, so. Right. And so, we actually. We is the company. I keep saying, you know, if I use we, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm referring to the company. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> you know? And so we brought in a consulting winemaker who was a Vietnam vet, you know, oh. to initiate the first blend. You know, so he put together a prototype for the 2013 vintage. And uh, we actually, you know, we were happy, you know, and we said, okay, this is a go, you know, because we want to make sure the wine was of really good quality. We just didn't want to put some kind of wine in the bottle and have a have a veteran cause label on it, you know, to right. make it sell. And so then uh, he and I went, you know, because I was one of the winemakers within the company, you know, I was assigned to work with him to then kind of fine-tune the blend, which we did. We took a couple, you know, took a series of tastings of trying, you know, taking what he started with and then adding to it and, you know, adjusting it a little bit until we were satisfied that that was, you know, as good as we could get. And so we, I went ahead, once that was done, I went ahead and did the blend. I, you know, finished it so we could bottle it and 
put it you know we put it out on the market and uh-huh. it did very well so we started on the uh, the next plan for 2014 uh same kind of idea except i pr- proposed a prototype and then he the other way maker and i worked together to fine tune it and then i went ahead and blended it and bottled it and at that point uh because we you know we wanted to start promoting you know the brand out in the public you know you know to actually get better distribution so we get you know better sales and we could uh you know get it out there so it it, because the whole point is is to you know you know bring you know money yeah well yeah well not only that (laughs) but i mean the whole idea was to bring forth you know uh um what i'm trying to think of um, the idea that you know this is something that should be year round, not just for Veterans oh, Day or Fourth yeah. of July or you know Memorial Day. Memorial we wanted Day. this so it's the idea is this is always out there, and but so that means the winemaker would have to do some traveling to you know for these promotional periods. And well, because this other wine, the outside winemaker says, well, I've got my own winery. I travel enough as it is. I really don't want to do that. I'd like to pull back. And step back from the the project, and so that's when the company, because I was a veteran, asked that I take over as being the prime, you know, the the winemaker, which I accepted oh. very quickly, saying because you know, I was honored to be the winemaker for such a you know uh, 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 such a wine brand, and so that's kind of where it is today. I've you yeah. know, I've been I've taken care of the wine ever since. So you've been doing this for well after the blends for the last what five years now? Uh, well, let's see. Of course, it was about 2015, so we've been doing it for about four four years, four years. You know, from yeah, start to finish. I've only I've been the you know the sole winemaker for the last two years. Ah, that's great. And now I'm looking on the website, the winery website. And I'm not seeing the wine, what what the blend uh, is, or anything else. Uh, oh. Uh, you're on the purpleartwines.com? Correct. Actually, I should have pulled that up now that since you asked about <laughs> it. I, I can tell you about the wine. I don't need, I don't need a... Okay, tell me about the wine. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it, it, we started out as, and we want, as, it's a red blend, and we wanted Merlot to be the base, you know, the oh. base wine for it. So it's based around Merlot, because we didn't, we wanted something that was fairly, you know, Soft tannins, so it was you know you know drinkable right away. I didn't want, uh-huh. you know. and and so the current vintage that's out in the market is 2015, and so it's Merlot. Then I add, then it has Zinfandel, Petit Syrah, Petit Verdot, and Cabernet Franc in it. Wow! In, in that order, you know, the oh, Cabernet Franc is about five percent. You know, Petit Syrah. I mean, the Merlot is about fifty-eight percent. Zinfandel, seventeen percent. Petit Syrah. I forget. I got too many of these in my head. <laughs> but you know, the idea is that you know each one of those components, you know, you know, is designed to bring something to the wine. Right. You know, to make it a you know an exceptional wine for its price. And uh, that's you've stayed with that basic same uh, combination. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's the current. You know, it's 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 you know it's, it varies a little bit vintage to vintage. Some you know not necessarily all the same varieties. Every vintage, because every vintage is different, and the wines I have available to me, you know, 
you know, won't, won't be a little bit different, but the trying to maintain about the same sort of aroma and flavor profile with every vintage, so it's similar, you know, but not exactly. I'm not trying to make a, you know a carbon copy, you know, year in and year right. out, but I, but there there's a style, if you will, that we're, I'm trying to maintain. You always try to keep Merlot as the yeah. Main well, yeah, the, the whole style, you know, kind of count goes around Merlot because okay. you know the Merlot's in there for soft tannins, and right, and then you know I had you know Zinfandel for a kind of a, of a different fruit note, and Petite Syrahs for structure, Petit Verdots for uh, you know adds also adds body to the wine, and then I added Cabernet Franc to this particular vintage because I wanted this sort of there's a kind of a top note fruit of, in the fruit that uh, Cabernet I had this one lot of Cabernet Franc I really liked. I can't, it worked. Now, one of the other years, I used Malbec, you know, instead of Cabernet Franc. Oh. So it does okay. vary. And I, you know, but it, it's all designed, everything's, you know, the blending is, it takes a while to, you know, trial and error to get the blend just oh, right. I know. I had a wine you know, I'm, I'm not u- using a cookbook recipe that I just, we put together every year. Yeah. You know, I, I had a wine here in Florida. I, I've retired. We closed it down a couple of years ago, but... Uh, the same thing. We used to uh, blend everything, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it. I had a formula, basic formula, but you know, you vary from that formula so much. You know what you yes, are exactly. aiming for. And I understand what you're saying because you say, "Oh, this isn't working this time, so let's try this." Mm-hmm. You exactly. Come up with a taste profile that you want, and, and so. So, is that the only thing that Beaufort uh, Winery makes? Is just yeah. That one? We uh, we just have the one wine. Oh really? No. Yeah, that's so no. far anyway. <laughs> it's the Just only one bread. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm surprised, not simply because I thought it, you know, to cover more people, a white wine might be something that you had offered. But mm-hmm. well, it's been yeah. discussed, but uh, we have not you know, chosen to produce a white wine yet, anyway. Yeah, because there's there's a liver die by white wine people out there, and I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a red wine that even white wine, you know, people that really only like white wine should like. Really, it's, yeah. It's not a harsh tannic wine. No, so, that's good, and not one that needs to be aged or anything. One like no, you said, it's, no. a, it's a drink now wine. Yeah, what uh, what is the price point? Uh, full retail is twenty dollars. Oh, that's really reasonable. Oh yeah, that's why I say I think it's an exceptional wine for the price. And then it has you know the cause of you know Purple Heart on 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 top of that. And what uh, I know you donate some uh, to the Purple Heart Foundation. How much? Yeah, uh, we've donated seventy thousand dollars to date. Wow. Yeah, and 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 since that's the only wine you do, that's all from that one wine cell. So that well, you know, part of the Siemendavian family you know, companies or their portfolio of wine. So it's, you know, really just, it comes from the companies, not just, you know, the performance of Purple Heart. But the Purple Heart has a big, big well, it has the, the big biggest impact, you know, on yeah. what they, you know, the, the company donates. That's sense what you're doing. Uh, I was looking at the map here where you can buy it, and I clicked on it, and I, it came up with an orthodontic office, so I don't know. <laughs> There's something wrong here. Uh, but 
is it available across the country, or yes, is it's, it? it's available in all fifty states. It's not <laughs> widely distributed yet. We keep trying to you know get it in more stores. Uh, it's you know depending on. I was just in Nebraska a couple of weeks ago. There, it's in. Oh. We visited a lot of wine shops. Um, you know, it's not. It's at least in Nebraska. It's not in any of the major grocery chains. Uh, so it. Yeah, if you visit the website, you should be there's you know you must have found the drop you know the drop down menu where you right. can put in your zip code and it'll you know should give you retail outlets uh, locally that that carry oh. it. I was looking at uh, uh, let's see at the drop down finder our wines. I was looking at that and it gave you United States map, and oh, I, I pulled that up. I didn't just join a zip code. I, I pulled up the map and I went to Florida, and I said, oh, let's see, and I made it close, and I clicked on it, and like I said, I got an orthodontist office, so, so <laughs> and I don't think you're selling it there. So I yeah, just, not, not likely. Not likely. So I'm just, I just trying to see where it's available, but it is available in all 50 states. That's that's good. I didn't uh, uh, Well, I didn't of course, realize. in some, some states, it's probably only in the major metropolis. There are metro areas as opposed to smaller towns. It's, it's hard right. to think. Uh, I, I live in a where I live. There's the town population is only two thousand, and the local grocery store has it. Oh, yeah. Which you so it, it it can be, you know. But you know, you California it, it you know is probably more wine wine oriented than a lot of areas. Not you know, I'm sure Florida is. Yeah. Yeah. I, We've got quite a few wineries down here. There are not wineries, but wine stores and stuff like that. It's since it's such a big tourist state, it's amazing how many we do have around here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you said you live in a small town. Where do you live? What is the town? I live in uh, well, it's called Middletown. It's I live Middletown. in the county that's just north of Napa Valley. Yeah, uh, North Mendocino. No, uh, no Lake County. Lake, okay, Lake County. Yeah. It's uh, Mendocino is northwest. Northwest of that, north of Sonoma. Okay, I lived in Concord for a number of years. And I'm sorry, where? Concord. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, you're down the east bay. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. just you take highway. You know, if you're going to take Highway 29 to go to Napa Valley, you just you just keep you keep going north on 29, and you end up in uh, Lake County. And Middletown's the first town you you come to. And then I, I live out oh. out in Boondocks from there. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful country. You're getting a lot of rain down, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We've got more, you know over five inches here in the last well, the last week. It was we never get we never get rain like that in May. Yeah, you know, we get a few sprinkles maybe, but uh, you know we never get downpours like we you know uh, we're getting. It was pretty unusual, and it's still there's well, it's just overcast now. The rain forecast is next to nothing. It's amazing how much rain you're getting, though. I mean, especially yeah. after going through those years of drought and then uh, fires yeah. now of rain, and it's mm-hmm. just it can't make up its mind out there. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where do you source your grapes? Uh, these grapes come from uh, Sonoma County at you know various uh-huh. sites, mostly Alexander Valley. Oh, oh, very good. And then you bring them in to the winery. No, we have the and, wine made elsewhere because the, the you know the winery I work out of doesn't have any additional capacity, and then I work oh, with okay. the wine after the fact. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's that's not unusual, especially a lot of the smaller wineries do that. They mm-hmm. have it have it. Mike and I were just talking before about a lot of wineries will source it from other wineries and get what they call shiners in, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, this, you know, this is a, you know, like bring the wine in in bulk once once we decide end. which lots, yeah, to use. And then you blend it to your specs yeah, and exactly. There it is. Blend it and age it. Yeah. How long is it aged? I mean, it, you're saying you just now have the 14s on well, the, the shelf? The fi- no, the 15s been been on the market about nine months. Uh, oh. You know, the 16 is you know being is currently being aged. You know, so it hasn't been still, bottled yet. So still, you know, three years. That's, that's quite some time to, to still keep it. And, before you do bottling, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Stainless steel or oak or? It's in it's well the the 16s now in stainless steel. It's mm-hmm. you know it's just waiting for a you know a uh, an appointment with the bottling line. Oh okay. Did you do any oak at all to any of them? Yes, it it has you know it, you know, it had a uh, it was aged in oak for a while, you know, about nine months. Oh okay. You know, it's, it's not so, a terribly oaky wine. I didn't want that either. I wanted the fruit to show through. Right. Well, sometimes that little bit of oak you put in there, though, gives you a little bit of structure, and Merlot sometimes can use mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I used I, I used uh, Petite Syrah for that. Uh, yeah, for the structure. Yeah. They, yeah. That, you know, that and the Petit Verdot really, you know, really fills the wine out. You know, the I used the oak. Oak was more for the maturation of the wine. Oh, okay, yeah. And then, uh, how many cases a year do you do? We're we're doing about nine thousand cases a year right now. We'd like wow. to, obviously we'd like to do more. But nine thousand is a goodly amount, and you're getting you know distribution across the country with that. I yeah, mean, well, like I said, yeah, some in a lot of the states it may only be available you know in the the big uh, you know the larger cities, and not that many places yet. But we we keep working at it. Yeah. No, it's an ongoing thing. It's a full-time yeah. job getting your wine. Yeah, well, if you, you, know, you should, you know, you were in the wine business. You know how it is. Yes, I know how it is. It is a full-time job just doing that alone. I mean, it's, it's yeah, you, you want to scream and, and yell and holler. We talked to a winery a number of years ago located in Alabama, and uh, the wine maker and owner of the winery we talked to says he has a little separate room over to the side, all closed in, no access to the winery, just a front door, and his son sits there, and he's the one that distributes it. He has to have a separate room to distribute it to get the wine out there to the people. Huh. And, yeah, some uh, of the states have some strange yeah. laws. Uh, odd, yeah. Very odd laws and all that stuff. Uh, the uh, Is the Purple Heart Winery a place that people can visit and uh unfortunately no. It's uh you... I operate out of one of the other company wineries. So oh, there is okay. not there is not a tasting room they can visit. Oh. Um uh, is a big system anyway, so you have plenty of opportunities to operate out of <laughs> just about anywhere. <laughs> so uh Mike, are you with us? You any questions you want to ask John? Uh, no, I'm good so far. I'm just taking my notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're good at that. Like uh, writing all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> writing it all down. Uh, well, John, any other 
comments or anything else you want to tell us about Propart One or the Propart Foundation or anything? Well, um, no, I, I just you know maybe reiterate you know what a great uh, organization the Purple Heart Foundation is as far as taking care of veterans. You know, yeah, we're very pleased. You know, you know the Simondavi family is very pleased to be associated with them. You know, and to have this wine, you know, honoring you know veterans. Yeah, it's it's a great thing. I'd never heard of Purple Heart wine, uh, and this is fantastic. I mm-hmm. was really quite impressed when I, I first heard about it. Uh, a good organization and a good cause, a great cause actually. So, uh, well, I uh, thank you for being on with us tonight. And if anyone wants to order this, uh, what do they do? Is, uh, <coughs> well, if they want to order it, they can, you, know, you can buy it off our website, and, it, and the wine would be shipped to you, assuming it's legal, you know, in, in your state. Yeah, yeah. And if you're distributing to most states, then it's probably, you know, very few states that would restrict it. So. Yeah, yeah, well, there, you know, I, you know, I don't I usually deal in the legalities of that, but I know it's we're, we're we can't ship to all all fifty states. No, there's, yeah, there's some restrictions on certain states, and that's that's why the organization FreeTheGrapes.org is out there to get to ship to all of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. But uh, uh, going to the website uh, PurpleHeartWines with an S dot com. And there's uh, order buttons there and a contact buttons and tell stories. They've got lots of stories about uh, different uh, veterans who have gotten a Purple Heart. One I just noticed uh, while I was reading through the website earlier was that Rob Serling was of television uh, mm-hmm. uh, fame is a, a veteran who received the Purple Heart along with a lot of other awards. He was really quite decorated in the service, but he got a Purple Heart. And quite a few that you would be surprised uh, at reading. So that's available on the site. So check that out, the stories there. And also, button to donate. You can contact them if you have any information. If you want to order the wine, click on wine. You'll see the wine pop up there. There is an order button. You can click on that. And in fact, while I'm there, I don't know, some of these list the states that you can order from and some of them you don't I don't know if your site does or not. I just add to card. But at twenty dollars a bottle that is a great price. So this breaks it all down and tells you alcohol fourteen point two. Uh there's your blend. Yeah, you were very good. Sixty seven percent Merlot, nineteen Zeminal, eight Petit Bordeaux and six Cabernet Franc. So you were right on. You know you're one yeah, you should. You should. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't say you know if you can or can't, but I'm sure if you have any questions, you can contact them, and they will be more than happy to check and see if you can receive it in your state or not. So, good cause, and uh, you know, since it's Memorial Day weekend, a great chance to feel like you're helping a little bit on that too. And uh, if you want to know more about the Purple Heart Foundation, then that is. Just that, purpleheartfoundation.org. And it has a bunch of information on there about that and what they do and everything else. So, uh, great. Thank you, John. Your last name, Moyner, is it? Moyner. Moyner, okay. 
Uh, I every time I say Moyer, I said that can't be right. That has to be has to be <laughs> the right way to pronounce it. So, uh, John Moyer from Purple Heart Winery, thank you for being on the show with us tonight. We really appreciate it. It's a great cause and uh, exciting thing. I, I uh, great that you're doing it. Thank you and uh, keep up good work and and uh, we'll mention it in the show and the links in the show and all that. If anybody wants to see more about it, then we'll have the links on the on the website so you can go on and check out more about the Purple Heart Winery, which, uh, you know, is, uh, yeah, is a very good thing. I, uh, I, I'm excited about it. I, that's why I keep going on and on. I think it's a great cause. So, uh, thank you, John, for being on thank the show you. with us tonight, and best of luck to you. Same to you. <laughs> thank you. Got my studio audience here. Oh, there we go. There it is. Oh, there you go. Okay. And <laughs> did you put up this name on the? Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. on there. I, yeah. I, I, when we were talking before, I go. You know, I don't know if that's it. It's it got the the French vibe, I think, to 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 yeah. the host to explain it. You know, but uh, so I put that on there when he when he answered the phone. I was like, oh. Okay, let me put the pronunciation on there. But the... I, I click off the studio and I go on and start looking at other stuff. And, uh, I <laughs> yeah, didn't go okay. back to the studio. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely uh, apologies uh, for mispronouncing. Uh, definitely apologies for uh, mispronouncing the name. If if he yeah. was a regular listener of of All About Wine, he would know that that happens quite frequently <laughs> with really, some, of the, really. some of the titles and the names that we've, we've covered. And, 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 <laughs> so, Definitely nothing personal. It it is. No, it's, it's, it's never. Just, is. It, it's just that it's, I don't speak other languages, so you, I never know quite how to pronounce you, something. You've mentioned some locations before, and I'm trying to search for it based on how you say it, and I'm oh. like, I can't find anything. Google's even looking at me like, "What are you typing?" What like, are you I don't looking? know. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Let me hear that again. <laughs> I can't find some stuff, but uh, yeah, that was the. Um, I'm looking at that area. What? Do you, how do you pronounce it? Saint Helena or Helena? Helena. Helena. Right. Saint Helena. I've always said Helena. And yeah. I'm bad about that. I've been corrected yeah. my whole life. It's. Uh, I'm Helena. looking at the lo- looking at the location, and I see there's a. Is that a town called Zinfandel? Yeah, oh, they might be. Yeah, just they south might, of, uh, just south, kind of off of, off of one twenty eight. Off of one twenty eight. It it says um, Zinfandel, like Zinfandel, California, and then right around the area of Del Dotto Estate Winery and Caves. I don't see the connection there, but yeah, there's a uh, just south of uh, Saint Helen, Helena, Helena. I got to get used to that. I look yeah, at that yeah. It's, yeah. It's, hmm. yeah, it's it's I again I like I told him I've always said on all my life <laughs> I've said that and people have always corrected me and I say oh yeah that's right and then I end up doing the same thing again saying Helena and it's Helena. Yeah, uh, I was looking at trying to look at top topography, see if there's uh, like mountain areas, and I saw one of the pictures on the website that looked like it was in a you know there were mountains in the background, so I thought oh yeah there be, are it's you know, they're right far up. it's mountains all around 
the um, hmm. the valley, Napa Valley there, and all that. There's and a lot it's, of it's 75 degrees Fahrenheit there now. Right now, but yeah, he said wow. a lot of rains and stuff going through. He said they've gotten a yeah. lot of rain this year yeah. and this month so far. Our May. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what I'm not seeing. I've got uh, Google Map here. There's St. Helena, Oakville, Kenwood. I'm not seeing Zimbabwe. Maybe it's just a little small town. Maybe yeah, your map is very small. Yeah, it's sure. um, between, it's, I mean, right outside the gray area that's uh, from Mount, or for Mount, <laughs> there you go, it's not even Mount, yeah. for, for St. <laughs> Helena. <laughs> and then you follow yeah. 128 down, you go to, it looks like Tommen or Toman or something, and then Zinfandel's right, right just uh, south of that on 128. Uh, uh, north of Rutherford. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, I just I saw so, it. Yeah. Zimbabwe. When, zo- when I zoomed out, I said, "Is that a winery or what?" And I zoomed in. I said, "No, that's a that's a town name." So that's a town yeah, name. Learning, yeah, we're learning I about did, you know, towns in the yeah. <laughs> in the valley there. In that area, I never, you know, it yeah. must be a new town because mm. I don't remember having a town named Zimbabwe in that area when yeah. I was there. But yeah, huh? Um, oh. Maybe. Uh, Maybe it's a hippie commune or something. It's a small, unincorporated community in Napa County, California, just south of the city. In the North Bay region of the San Francisco Bay Area, it is part of the wine country. Click on this link. Uh, Oh. Okay. Oh, it consists of 14 14 square blocks. Oh, Wow. wow. Yeah. It's a small town. Okay. It'd be cool to live in this old town called Zimbabwe, though. I'm from Zimbabwe, California. Never heard of it before. That is the new town. But, uh, yeah, John is right in that area there, too. I mean, he's, you know, the, the, the Mandavi name is... It, the whole Mandavi family, Mandavi name. He's Charles. He says C. Mandavi. That's Charles Mandavi. He's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of the brothers. He's, they've been around for a long, long time. There's been infuting in the family, and they've broken off. And Charles Krug Winery, if I remember correctly, is a is started by one of the Mandavi family members, and who got mad at the others. And you know, I just. If y'all want to read an interesting story, I think there's a book out there now about the Mandavi family, and it tells about the father who started it, and and he's since passed away. I think just within the last five years or so, I think Daddy Mandavi passed away, or was it Mommy Mandavi, one or the other? But uh, it's it's quite a story. So if anyone's interested in that, it's the Mandavi family story is really quite interesting. So, but it's Charles Mandavi that's doing that. Good for them. I just again the Purple Heart wine, twenty dollars for that blend. That's a good price. I I was mm-hmm. surprised when he said it was only twenty dollars because that is a very good price for uh, for that wine for a Napa blended wine. And he seems to enjoy what he's doing and seems to enjoy the blending and all that. So, and blended wines are the thing now. This is what's happening. Whenever you see a list of wines that are very popular. You always see red blends running up there in the top 
five, if not the top three, consistently time after time. So, um, since we've got a few minutes, and I haven't had an opportunity to tell you what the, I, I I'm I expected to, I expected to talk longer to, to John tonight than what we did. I. I don't know why, but I expected to talk long. It's great. It was a great conversation, but uh, oh yeah, absolutely. I I, uh, I expected a longer conversation. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, uh, food. What do we got? Food coming up this month. Uh, the rest of this month. Actually, we've only got a week and a day to go, and May is over. Wow. I did. I tell you, May is. Beef Month, National Barbecue Month, National Beef Month, which it works well together there since we're both in the same month. Loaded Potato Month, Egg Month, Hamburger Month, all this beef coming. Salad Month, Salsa Month, <coughs> and National Strawberry Month is May here. But today, National Taffy Day. Tomorrow, National Escargot Day. I like escargot. It's expensive. It's it's, but I I like escargot. Isn't that snails? Snails, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my you bucket? Okay? Uh, there's a bucket yeah. in here somewhere. <laughs> you okay? okay? You eat snails? You don't have a problem yeah. with snails? No, no I don't at have all. No. The ones Ooh. I've had, I've, I've had escargot. Three times, the ones they had were very, very good. Uh, they were good chefs who knew how to cook them properly and knew how to season them properly, and they were all yeah. very good. No. I would not would not mm-hmm. walk into Seven Eleven and buy snails off the rack there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> are these are these like the is these like the garden snails or are they no, like no. These you are know bigger, commercially? They, they, they have a little bit more meat to them, and when they cook them, no they way. cook them in. We cook them in butter, and they add mm. a little bit of little bit of garlic on them, and a little bit of seasoning. I don't know what seasoning are, but these are very good, very good. The ones I had, they were bigger than the garden snails. Yeah, and yeah. more power to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. I used to do a lot of weddings, uh, and uh, I I've done over about thirty six hundred weddings in my life uh, as a oh photographer. Yeah, I wow, done a lot of weddings, and as a photographer, I used to, I. Do you know two, three, four weddings a weekend and stuff like that? Oh my and gosh! When when I was working at full time, I mean, I was doing a lot of weddings, and some of these weddings that I would do would have uh, different exotic foods and stuff. You know, some of the smaller weddings would would try to impress people and have all these different foods and stuff. And that's where I've had my escargot. Same thing with caviar. Uh, I've had caviar at weddings too. I'm not a big caviar fan. Caviar is salty, just way too salty, I think. Uh, so, <laughs> she likes snails. <laughs> yeah, I like snails, yeah. So, mm. <laughs> in fact, two of the times I had escargot was at the same restaurant. So, and those are going to be the third one, another place. But that's where I... I used to get all sorts of great food when I did weddings. I mean, great. <laughs> so, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So, tomorrow, National Escargot Day for everybody but Mike. Then, 
<laughs> Saturday, National Brown Bag Day, Brown Bagot Day, which works well because Saturday is also National Wine Day. Hey, where is it? Uh, Saturday is also National Wine, wine Day. Sunday, we have coming up National Blueberry Cheesecake Day and National Cherry Dessert Day. So, Blueberry Cheesecake, but Cherry Dessert Day. That seems odd. Monday, National Italian Beef Day. Italian beef, is that? I'm, I'm not sure why Italian beef would be different than other beef, but National Italian Beef. And then Monday is also National Great Popsicle Day. Tuesday, National Brisket Day, and also National Hamburger Day. Boy, pull out the wine for that day. Oh, my gosh, that would be great. And then Wednesday, National Biscuit Day. And I suppose you can have that biscuit uh, with uh, sausage, or you can make a sausage biscuit or pour gravy over it, or any number of ways. But Wednesday, National Biscuit Day. And then coming up next Thursday, National Mint Julep Day, for those of you who are looking at a weekend banks here. Although there's not many wines that you can mix with a mint julep. But, um, I read this uh, beef day. That just reminded me. I saw something. I cut out the article, and I don't know where it is. I don't see it in my paperwork here. But France is really starting to push name recognition, our name identity, and they're doing it really big time on cheese now, and they're saying that they're going to start doing it even more so on wines and stuff, but they're starting to do it on cheese, and we know what that is. I mean, if it's a champagne, it can only be a champagne from the champagne region, and if it's called uh, a uh, a Bordeaux, it can only be from the Bordeaux region. They're doing that with cheese now. And starting to push real heavy on that, although the cheese makers around the world are screaming because they say, hey, wait a minute, all of a sudden you're starting to change the rules here, and how can we do this? And and they're, they want to be grandfathered in. And France is saying, well, everybody's been doing it all the time up to now, so if we grandfather you in, it's not going to make any difference. It's still the same as it is right now. So it's been a ongoing battle with that. But uh, France is starting to look at cheese and other things that is exclusively French, that they want name recognition or name designation or name protection of these things, and they're going to start pushing wine even more, although wine is already pretty much recognized as exclusive to certain areas and names, so that's not a big problem, but some of these other areas. And then the uh, something else I read, which we've talked about before, and uh, I wanted to mention since we've got a few minutes here, is the fake meat, the synthetic meat, the uh, cultured meat, whatever you, whatever name it goes by. The company that does it has offered an IPO initial. Uh, uh, initial offering, uh, inter, uh, stock offering, 
Yeah, initial, thank you. Adrian had to help me on that. Initial stock offering uh, for it, and they came out with it at $25, and within a week, the stock was up to 81 although it's dropped down since then a little bit. But uh, that is out there now. They're, they're hoping to make some money to make it national. Tyson is a big investor in this fake meat, uh, cultured meat, and they're saying that it tastes just like meat. They even add certain stuff to it so when you put it on the grill or put it in your pan, it has that little bit of blood that dribbles out of it, or the, the blood look, although it's not real blood because it's not real meat, but they have a little bit of blood that dribbles out of it and all that stuff. So uh, that's coming out on the market big time now, and they said it tastes just like meat. Those of you who have never had it, it's not the old tofu uh, that used to be popular, uh, burgers made tofu that's not what it is, this is actually a culture of uh, different things. I can't remember what all this now, but it's becoming more and more popular and lots of money. Tyson and Cargill and a lot of these big companies that do that have invested lots and lots of money into it. And with this initial IPO that they're throwing out there, uh, this uh, stock that they're offering, Initial public offering, IPL, that's what it is. Initial public offering uh, to raise money. It has really uh, taken off, and before too long, you're going to start seeing more and more of this fake meat available and out there and talked about and all that. So I just saw that recently, which has nothing to do with wine, but I've mentioned this fake meat before on the show, and I just saw this recently, and I wanted to follow up a little bit with that. So... And what else? Uh, I can tell you about uh, National Italian Beef Day. Being an Italian myself, uh, first it was first created uh, as National Italian Beef Day by Buona Buona, which means uh, good in Italian, uh, Chicago's largest family-owned restaurant chain. Uh, One of the originators of the Italian beef sandwich. Uh, let's see. It is a roasted uh, beef that is tender, lean, low in fat, and spiced just right with special seasonings served in its own natural gravy on Italian bread. And oh my gosh, that sounds so good. <laughs> it, it looks like a yeah. It looks like it looks like a like a kind of a roast beef sandwich or a or a. It has different. Um, uh, like there's you know carrots or something in there uh, as well, but uh, different uh, things in it. It almost looks like a a Philly cheesesteak, but it doesn't have the cheese in it. Looks like, um, yeah. and uh, Buona Beef yeah. is it's the yeah it's the official Italian beef sandwich of Chicago baseball, served at both Wrigley and Guaranteed Rate Field. So wow. uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, uh, never heard of that one, but um, I have. That's, that's the yeah, new big, sponsor name for the White Sox or something. I don't know. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was yeah. uh, that's where that came from. So I had to. I looked at man, they have all wow. kinds of. Makes me kind of want to go up there and try some of this stuff. They have all kinds of good food up there. Looking. Um, yeah. So yeah. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. So it's, uh, wow. Yeah. Italian beef. That you know, makes you mm-hmm. want to go to Chicago and take in a ball game and just eat a couple of those things. <laughs> you know, have one in the first inning, another one in about the seventh, and 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering though uh, if it's if it's local to Chicago, why is it a national day? It it just looks like it's. I'm sure I'm sure they sell you know different. Maybe they sell the Italian beef down here somehow, but uh, I've never heard of that specifically. I, I haven't um, either. I, I haven't. You know. Either. Uh, I thought. At first, I thought, well, maybe they're talking meatballs. Maybe they're talking about Italian sausage. And I thought, nope. This is a this is like a kind of like a thin sliced beef that they spice it themselves, and, and it just looks good. But um, this, no, yeah, that sounds good. Oh, oh, mm. running underneath the TV in the den there, sitting on those cases. There's a little article that I just set on top. It should be sitting right there. If you don't see it, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, I've never heard of it. Italian beef. Uh, you know, you hear the uh, Sobe beef and all that. So, yeah, that's that's what I want. I think it's good. Uh, oh, it's playing right here. Um, something I just, something else I just saw. Off. We'll, we'll go back to wine here for a minute. Um, this is this is out of Packaging Magazine, but it's a single serve ecom wine. A glass single serve ecom wine. And it says pushing the boundaries for wine bottle design is a startup e commerce only company out of San Francisco called Usual Wines. The U S U A L, Usual Wines. It's 6.3 ounce single serve glass bottle. It is a proprietary design produced by an unnamed supplier. And it's available online only in six, twelve, or twenty-four count cases. And this is a little six-point-three ounce bottle. This is just a little small thing. It looks almost like a little perfume bottle. Uh, it says uh, the founder of Usual Wine says we've watched a number of alternative wine package formats catch fire lately, cans in particular. They got us thinking about a single-serve format, but we didn't want a 187-mil plastic bottle like you find on an airplane. We wanted something nice that you'd want to have in your home. Well, if it's got wine in it, you want it in your home, regardless of how nice it is. By going with a glass container, we kind of took a step backward towards something much more traditional. It's a way of saying this is what real wine looks like. This is what it feels like this is how heavy it is and most important this is how good it tastes we think this separates us from everything else on the market and says this is what a really nice glass of wine looks like and it's a little glass bottle here it goes on to describe this as some custom change parts were needed on the machines that fill the containers uh, with the uh, contract fillers that they got for usual wines rely on. Uh, for decoration, it's screen printing front and back in a spare, customary-looking style. Threaded closures are from uh, Inventions. They call it threaded closures, which is a screw cap, by the way. Dukes emphasizes, and uh, Dukes is, the again, the uh, founder, emphasizes that these are quality wines for which consumers would expect to pay $45 to $55 if they were buying the standard 750-milliliter glass bottle at retail. It's all through our online storefront, and we ship it direct to your door, he says. So you can only order this online. That's it. It's not available anywhere else. 
Secondary packaging, of course, is essential. So the firm cradles the bottles in corrugated inserts inside a corrugated shipper. It's almost like the bottles are floating, says Dukes. Worth noting is the message printed in large type on two opposite sides of the shipper. It states, this is six time or six X large glasses of small wine, 6.3 ounce, made with love in California. So I just saw this and I'm going, wow, that. that you saw the you saw the bottle, right? You saw yeah, the bottle. Yeah, they had little. Yeah, they had little yeah. bottles there. They showed little bottles there. No, uh, no it, fancy labels. No, uh, I no, mean, what I'm so looking okay. at on their website, I'm like, wow, it's like just plain. You know, the bottle know, and the white bottles. Yeah. 6.3 ounces now. 6.3 ounces is, uh, well, let's see, 5 ounces when you're 150 mils, so 6.3 spot. Well, they said they don't want to do the 187 plastic, but this is pretty close to that. I mean, 6.3 yeah, ounces, on the, I think. The bottle says uh, 187 milliliters. Yeah. Large, so, glass, yeah. large glass of red, Sonoma County. Yeah. Hmm. So 6.3 ounces is 187, I said, you know. Um, Sustainably but, farmed, zero additives, and just real wine. And they got a red but, and a white, I think. That's all they have. They don't have a rosé there now. I don't think. But this this is just going to – only online, too. You can only order these online. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming out of San Francisco, Usual Wines. And uh, what is it, usualwines.com? Uh, yeah, usualwines.com. Yeah. Uh, so get you the, the page. Did they? Uh, uh, let me let me pull it up. I'm curious about this too. Let me uh, usualwines.com. And there it is. Yeah, just large glass of red. Uh, all it says, large glass of red. And they got a midget's hand, it looks like, holding up a bottle, so it looks like it's real big, but I don't think it is that big. Um, but, you know, five ounces, which you supposed to have, this is 6.2 or 6.3. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm trying to see if there's a price listed anywhere here. Oh, yeah. You can go to uh, – there was a menu selection to shop, and then it has uh, – Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they do have a rosé. Shop yeah. red, shop rosé, and shop red and rosé. And uh doesn't look like they have a white. Okay, 12 – box of 12 glasses is $96. So uh, it gets up a bottle of wine for $96. Oh, it's, actually, it's more than that, 12, 12 – at 186, I don't have my trusty calculator sitting around here for some reason, I'll tell you. But uh, obviously, I'm not going to be able to add that in my head. But uh, what the rose, they uh, take uh, 187 <laughs> times 12, and what does that give you? 2,244. So, I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, that divided by uh, seven fifty. 
750. 2.99, so about roughly three bottles, three full size three bottles. Three bottles. So, you know, yeah. $96 for three bottles, that's not really too bad. You know, you're, you're spending about $33 a bottle on those. And the reviews yeah. here are saying, oh, these are fantastic. These are wonderful. These are elegant. These are, uh, you know, really, really good wines and all that. So, I don't know. But there you go. I saw that and I thought, oh, wow. That, I mean, it's just like the anti-everything we're doing now because we're getting away from glass because it's so weighty and such a big carbon footprint. Um, although they did put a screw kick in it. I'm surprised they didn't put a little bit of corks in it. But they do have a screw cap on it. And But the glass, the weight of the glass, and then just little 187 mil bottles or 6.3-ounce bottles, is wasteful, uh, it seems to me. I, all these companies that are getting away from it and trying to leave a smaller carbon footprint, and then these usual wine comes out here with, uh, you, yeah, you get yeah. yourself these little bitty glass bottles that, you know, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it just, you know, it seems odd. It really did. It, it seemed odd to me when I first saw that, and I'm going, why? Why would you do that? That seems going in the wrong direction almost for what everybody's trying to do. So, so I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good wine. That's that's a key to it here. So, oh uh, well. They do sell a two pack uh, for the red plus rose limited edition intro for sixteen dollars. So you can get oh, thank you. Um, yeah, you get two bottles. I found a page for that. I couldn't find it from the main page, but when I did a Google search, it came up with this. So, um, but yeah, kind of interesting. Sustainably yeah. farmed, but they're using glass containers. But they're using <laughs> glass and small glass containers. So you know, yes. it's just and the shipping. <laughs> has to be a lot more and you know when you start getting the weights of it and I, I don't know it just it seems anti what they're doing the grapes for the rosé of Syrah and Giovese and Malbec and what does it say the red blend is Zimbadon Cabernet Sauvignon so it sounds like good wines and they're out of San Francisco so I'm sure they're probably sourcing their grapes out of Napa or Sonoma or something like that. So, uh, but it, again, I just I saw that I'm going. You know, I don't care how good it is. I don't care. That's going to really cost more. It, you know, you pay for packaging. I mean, that's why they do stuff in bulk now, so you won't have to be paying for that packaging. And yes, they're going back the opposite direction, saying, "Here, we got all these cute little glasses for you." So, huh? oh well. All right, enough of the editorializing on this. Huh? So that's our show tonight. Again, we want to thank Todd. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, for being a guest on the show. Also, uh, again, visit the website, Coco Heart Wines with an S, and you can order the wines through them. Now, there you go. That's $20 for a 750 bottle of wine. That goes for a good cause and puts money to the Purple Heart. I would recommend that over the usual wine, but that's just, you know, how I look at that. And then uh, uh, 
Also, check out the Purple Heart Foundation at purpleheartfoundation.org. And there's, uh, you can donate to them directly, uh, good cause and all that. And there's lots of veteran organizations out there to put your money in. And all of them, well, most of them are good. I always highly, highly recommend checking any of them out before you donate to any vet organization or any organization particularly. But if you don't want to do it to a vet organization, check them out online or make a phone call or something before you start doing it because there's a lot of people out there that form a, quote, organization, end quote, and get donations in and put in their pocket. They could care less about donating to vets. So be careful who you donate to. But Purple Heart Foundation is a good group, a good group of people and good stuff. So uh, if you're looking at donating to a great cause, there it is. Yeah. Definitely the definitely the choice. Um yep. and well respected and, you know, established and, you know, not not some fly by night uh, just startup type thing. They've they've been doing this for a long time and I have a lot of respect. So yeah. Nineteen fifty nine they started. Wow, I didn't yeah. realize that. So, yeah, my dad, my dad has a purple heart. I, I never got one, mm. which you know, I'm sort of glad I wasn't injured in combat. So, mm. but my dad got one. So. Well, um, yeah, we are. Oh, eight oh nine. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what? There's no Big Bang Theory on tonight. So that's right. They ended with a little bang last week. Yeah. 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 Woke up the kids. Uh, so we um, we will we will go ahead and uh, close the show out for uh, this evening, and um, we'll see everybody next Thursday, which is uh, the last show in May. Wow, uh, May the thirtieth coming up next week, and uh, gosh, um, you know, winter is right around the corner. It's, it's uh, not still twelve months away. Really yeah. no. I mean, as fast as these months are going, we're yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we were if we we're in Denver, Colorado, we wouldn't be joking about this. I mean, that's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Denver, Colorado Springs, man. Woo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why so would we, we will, Yeah. Billings, Montana. I mean, you know, unbelievable. unbelievable. They didn't get the memo. That's the problem. They didn't get the memo. You know, this. It, they're, they're just exactly. getting in there going, oh, we're supposed to be in the 80s and 90s. Okay, I'm sorry. Got to get the memo out there. Got to get it out there. Just yeah. Email them. Um, yeah. We will see everybody uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in, as always. And um, Memorial Day, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, what was it? Stay uh, home, barbecue and okay. yeah. Stay home, barbecue and You don't need to go out there in the traffic. You don't need to. Find right. all the people traveling because they're saying this is going to be one of the busiest Memorial Days in some time. Just yeah. stay home, barbecue, and drink wine. You know that's, that's yeah. all you need to do. Or beer, you know, if you, if you're a beer person, but you want to mm-hmm. be if you listen to this show. So stay home, drink <laughs> wine. <laughs> we've, mentioned, we've mentioned wine. We we've mentioned breweries and craft brews. And we do quite, do quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's our that's our blended show. We we kind of blended into uh, craft brews and you know that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, Monday, uh, May twenty seventh is um, it's an official American federal holiday, and it's the last Monday in May, and that's coming up this Monday. So um, unofficial first day of summer. 
Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, didn't realize that. Yeah, it, it really is. They're always talking about Memorial Day being the unofficial first day of summer because schools letting out and yeah, you know, it's supposed to be warm and all that other stuff and everything. So good. Alrighty. So we'll see you all next Thursday. Thanks again and thanks uh, have for a great listening. week. Thank you. <clears throat> we are out. <laughs> we are out. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.